Bonjour, fam. Amelia Familia, what is up? Um, are you ready to sink, sir? I'm ready to sink my time into this beautiful podcast, just like all of our faithful listeners will. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Interstate Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, a.k.a. K-Slugs. My name is Peter, a.k.a. Deal For Real, and I'm also your host. Welcome one, welcome all, to the 40th episode of the Interstate Gamers Podcast. Um, I believe you meant to say 4th. D- d- isn't that what I said? No, you said 40th. You need to say 4th. 4th. Welcome to the 40th episode of the Interstate Gamers Podcast, where we switch... Uh, accents. No, just kidding. Uh, we're here <laughs> to, as you know, <laughs> rank <laughs> your favorite games and some of your not so favorite games. I think I used to say all the time, right? But um, now I don't because I don't know why. Variety is the spice of life. Yes, yes. But uh, I can't believe we've made it to forty, man. This is kind of incredible. But at the same time, I can because we're just that badass. We're badass and diligent, and we have a very special 40th. You clicked on the podcast, probably. Uh, you <laughs> saw the title already, probably. Unless you just like start at episode one and just never looked at your screen ever again, which I'm sure some people do that out there. But do you think we're ready to just hop in and introduce the game? We don't really have like news or anything. I think it's just time for us to just get no, into yeah, it. Yeah, go right into it, man. It's going to be an interesting episode. I fully agree. We have, ready for you, dear listeners, a review of the Wii classic Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Damn, I've been waiting a long time to rank a Super Smash Bros. game. And the first one, maybe either the first or only, I don't know. You'll have to tune in to see, but um, I'm happy that it's Brawl because this one is such a very interesting game from a critical standpoint. Um, so there's a lot to dive into. Um, I think I have so much of an opinion on this game and really so much experience with the Smash Bros. in general. I really didn't even have to take any notes. So oh, spoilers, damn. this is all from my brain. Damn, dude. Meanwhile, I have a full 8.5 by 11 <laughs> sheet with four columns of a small text. I'll try to get through it quickly because we don't want to. We don't want to talk to you guys for too long today. But you know, you know, sometimes you get we get into it. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of the, that normal deal for real background context or context. Sorry. Um, yeah, Smash Brothers Brawl came out for the Wii in 2008. It is the third entry in the illustrious Super Smash Brothers franchise. And I think what makes this game super interesting is that this is the first Smash Brothers game that was a huge event and a phenomenon like we know those games to be today. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Melee was greatly anticipated and hyped up and people loved it, uh, as they well should have. Um, But that game came out only like two years or so after Smash 64, whereas Brawl came out like six, seven years after Melee. So not only was there a lot of time to build expectation and hype and uh, speculate and all that stuff, but also... Nintendo and Game Freak themselves were super happy to promote the game with things like the Smash Dojo blog, which uh, I believe Sakurai himself wrote articles on that website 
to introduce the readers to new characters, stages, game modes, all that stuff. Um, he even put like spoiler tags in there for the unlockable stuff. So if you were a bad boy like me, you could click on that and uh, spoil stuff for yourself. But I remember following that. Um, I must have been 13 or 14 at that point. And uh, that was, you know, that was the hype builder for sure. And so this game was definitely like the most massive, like hyped up big event Smash Brothers game up until that point. I think we were just talking about this briefly before we aired, but you said that you had gotten this game later, right? You you weren't there on the ground floor necessarily. Yeah, so a little bit of context um, about the game from my perspective and my experience with it. Um, I had played it throughout the years after it came out, um, like on the Wii, briefly. Like I had paid, played it with like a nunchuck with my family and f- random friends on occasion, but... In, in the town where I grew up, like everybody played Smash 64. Like it was just kind of like the thing because everybody was still into the 64. Um, and not many people had a Wii from my hometown. It's kind of weird. But um, it's not the first experience I had with Brawl. But here's an interesting story. So we all know our, our good buddy Ryan, uh, a.k.a. Rybread. He comes on the show and talks about Metroid games a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, the day I met Ryan... Uh, we were at a luau. It was like my first day moving into the college dorm, and they hosted a luau. And we teamed up in volleyball and lost miserably. Um, <laughs> but we got to talking, and he was like, yeah, I've never lost in Smash Bros. And it's like, I've never lost in Smash Bros. Oh, me being shit. super confident, I was like, I got this guy. Like, this guy can't take me. So we get up to his uh, dorm room, and he like puts in Brawl, and I'm like, the hell is this? He's like, yeah, this is Smash Bros. I'm like, no, this isn't Smash Bros. This isn't the right Smash Bros. He's like, yeah, this is the Smash. Like, this is the latest release of Smash Bros. I'm like, what is this? And so it's like, all right, I'll play you, but I don't really know this one. So pre Johns before I even knew what Johns meant. But um, he did put the smack down on me. I gave it. I made it a little bit respectable, but yeah, um, he put the smack down on me. But I know I would have had him in 64 because I've never lost to him in 64. Anyway. Yeah, he ended up destroying us in Brawl, but I would get closer and closer. And then I started to like, okay, I want to train to get as good at this guy. And then that's that's basically how we started getting into the competitive scene was um, me and Ryan just going back and forth trying to get better than each other. And we got into Project Dim. Um, and yeah, it just started a whole trickle of events that eventually led us back to Melee, the one we play competitively more often. So real interesting story there. Yeah, I think I think PM uh, Project M is what uh, I, I I love Project M. By the way, I don't play it much anymore, but I definitely love that game. That rather than Brawl itself got me into the competitive scene. But now again, I play mostly melee. Still do with uh with some of my good buddies here in Colorado. Um, but yeah, un- unlike Kevin, I definitely got this game like soon after it came out. <laughs> uh, played it with a bunch of friends. I had like one friend in Texas because this is when I was still in Texas um, that I played with all the time. Um, and I also play a lot by myself because, uh, in my opinion, the single player was very good. More on that later. For those of you who know us, you know that Smash Brothers is a big part of both of our lives. For sure. Now that you know our uh, our detailed backstories, should we uh, get talking about the gameplay? Let's do it. So let's just let's just dive right in. Okay. So as you may know, there's maybe maybe some of you don't know. If you're not in the competitive scene, you wouldn't know this, but. Um, Competitively, Brawl is not a game to be admired for. Um, there's a bunch of randomness to it, um, tripping and things of that nature. The tech's really weird. It's uh, uh, 
floaty, and there's all these all these different kinds of mechanics that make it not a very good competitive game, but it's a really brilliant party game. So it makes this category for me one of the most difficult to rank. What do you think about those things? Because I know you got some notes written down on them. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good summary of my first big point, is that the, the physics are very uh, different from Melee's physics, and also mm-hmm. by extension, 64's physics. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty commonly said that, uh, that the development team decided consciously to make this game very different from Melee, because um, some, some of the developers allegedly were not pleased with how competitive the game had gotten at high levels, and they wanted to and I don't know if this is all a fact, that's why I keep saying allegedly and all that stuff, but the story is they wanted to make this game non-competitive on purpose so that people couldn't play it in a way unlike what they intended. Again, if that's true or not, I don't know, but I think that is very clear, or it makes a lot of sense to think that way when you play the game, because it is very different from Melee. Like you said, it's a lot floatier, Um, it's easier to act out of a combo quicker, like if you're getting comboed, well, first of all, you don't really get comboed in this game very much right. um, because of the floatiness and how soon you can act out of being hit. Yeah. Um, overall, the gameplay is slower, and it's more emphasized on like you spacing and timing everything perfectly so that you get that one hit, and then after that, you kind of go back to the neutral state. Right. Um, that's an oversimplification, but that's, that's what makes this game so different from Melee, and that's part of the reasons why people generally don't still play this game competitively. I think there's still a small scene for it, but yeah. pretty much everyone who played Brawl moved on to Smash 4, and now they play Ultimate. And you know, Melee and Smash 64 even still have bigger competitive scenes than this game does, and there's a reason for that. Right, and I think that's one of the things that hurt the score for me in this category, is that Nintendo tried so hard to limit the capabilities of the user that it ended up ruining some gameplay experience for me. I know a lot of people may or may not have that perspective. I do have a competitive perspective, as do you. Um, but I still think it hurts the game as a whole because I feel like people enjoy Ultimate's physics a lot more. Now, granted, that's many years into the future, but still, at the same time, they could have done something similar to Melee, and I believe it would have been just fine because Melee is near and dear to people's hearts from both the casual and competitive community. So I, I saw no reason to really... Like, let people be good at a game. It's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. what's wrong with that? Yeah, I I feel the same way. Like, I know anecdotally there's still a bunch of people who like Melee and 64 and, well, whatever game they like, casually, right? Just because the game has such a high skill ceiling in the case of Melee doesn't mean that casual people can't enjoy it. So I, I agree with you there. I don't think there's a reason to uh, nerf the competitive side as much as they did. Um, having said that, when I was younger and the game was newer, I was still really enjoying it. Like, I enjoyed playing with the friends, um, I enjoyed playing the single-player mode, the various single-player modes, and I just had a blast with it. Nowadays, actually, yesterday's, because I played this game yesterday, <laughs> um, I was playing against some computers, and I played the uh, Subspace Emissary, and I also played uh, against my roommate Mitchell, who, again, plays competitive Melee with me. And I don't think we necessarily enjoyed playing competitively against each other, right. but Subspace Emissary co-op was a lot of fun. Uh, more on that later. And uh, also we had a lot of fun doing home run contest co-op. We went double Ganon and just knocked the snot out of that sandbag. Right. So like, it's still very enjoyable from a casual perspective, but like, if you, if you have any experience with basically a faster Smash game, because there are several of them, then I think you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, it's kind of like the other games 
kind of ruin the experience for this one. However, that that being said, it is a lot of fun, and you can't take away from that. And there are a lot of game modes, which kind of delves into content a little bit. But um, it does speak to the game, like Smash Bros. as a whole, right? We have to still consider that it is Smash Bros., and there hasn't really been a bad Smash Bros. game. I would never say that. I think yeah. Smash Bros. is still fun as a whole, and this game is still fun as a whole, and I can have a lot of fun playing it. It's just that, you know, competitively it would hurt it. And really, if you're just playing against your friends, you would, you would kind of like, even, even if you're not playing competitively, you still want to kind of beat up on your friends with these Nintendo characters, and everybody has a main, and everybody's <laughs> like having fun with it. You, you don't want to just trip and lose to your, your bestie because of that random shit, you know? Like, yeah, just things like that. But, like I said, as a whole, still really good. Um, we have to think about, like, all the different kinds of, like, movesets you can do within Smash Bros. Like, you know, all the different controls, how, like, a platforming fighter game feels. Like, it just, it still feels really good. Um, I, I'm still impressed by the game in general. So, I wouldn't say that it's going to get a bad score from me. I'm just saying it's not going to get, like, a super great score of because of what it could have been. Yeah. Let it be known that I have a single bullet point that says in all caps, tripping. Tripping? <laughs> so I'm really not a fan of tripping. Yeah. That, that I think, is just indefensible. Yeah, I agree. I do like the new items that they included. I think some of them are quite fun casually. Yeah. And uh, I don't necessarily have specific examples because I don't usually you know, play with items on, being the, the cool competitive guy that I am. Right. <laughs> but I do think that they added fun variety, and there's like a reasonable number of them, I feel. Yeah, um, to where like you can recognize what what they are and all that stuff, and I think the stages too. They have some fun new gimmicks and stages, like the Fire Emblem stage Castle Siege that transforms between I think three different uh, landscapes. Yeah, and that was something that I mean Melee sort of did that with uh, Poke Floats transforming and Pokemon Stadium transforming. Something about Pokemon and transforming. I'm realizing, but nothing quite like this. And I think it's cool that they they designed new stages to to both visually impress with the new graphic capabilities of the Wii and also to introduce new gameplay elements. I think they did a good job of doing that. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. It, it introduced new gameplay elements that that weren't there previously, and it did a good job of those, and I, I definitely agree. I think kind of the last point that I have is uh, I, I mentioned that I did some cooperative uh, single-player type stuff with Mitchell. The Stadium minigames being a great example of that. You've got your target test and your multi-man or multi-man brawl, I was about to say melee, <laughs> and, uh, and home run contest. Those are a lot of fun to team up with a buddy. Or you can even do, like, you can compete against your friend in home run contest. Um, the subspace emissary, we also, I think, have to talk about that a little bit in the gameplay because that does introduce a whole new kind of, like, side-scrolling beat-em-up aspect to Smash. That was sort of there in the adventure mode and melee, but not nearly to this extent. Right. Yeah, subspace was was really cool, and all the other different modes and things like that. I think you know, thinking about it, Smash Bros. the series as a whole may be like one of the greatest multiplayer games of all time, and to that end, co op. And I think what makes it is kind of the Nintendo character aspect, but the game is just designed so well fundamentally, um, and I think that has there has to be some credit given to that. And I kind of touched on it earlier about just speaking in broad terms of Smash Bros. But that that is one thing that you had mentioned that I was like, oh yeah, um, kind of the co-op aspect of it, like, or the multiplayer, just like playing with your friends. There's like, there's this really 
good feeling about it, you know? Like, it just feels fun, and it feels right. Like, you're just hanging with the bros. And that's why, like, you know, playing competitively, it's so easy to just hammer out Smash Bros games, right? Because it's just like, each one is just like a different experience, and it just feels so unique and different each time you battle someone. It's just, it's a really cool game. Yeah, and and especially with this game in particular, it, they they give you so many different modes to yeah. enjoy playing with friends. Like you can play versus, you can play a subspace emissary, you can play the stadium, you can play event matches, you can do all this sort of stuff. Yeah, I agree. So really, like from that perspective, it's it's almost perfect. And as far as like the variety of things you can do with your friends, right? Well, I don't have too much more to say. Actually, I don't really have anything else to say unless I can add or piggyback off of what you might have to say, but I think we're mostly in agreement. Now, whatever score that we give, I'm not sure. It depends upon how we value each of the things that we said, but I think, for the most part, from what my understanding is, we kind of agree on the general concepts of good and bad things about this game, in terms of gameplay. I agree that we agree. (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, why don't you tell me what your score was? My score is a hot, fresh 7T. 7T, wow. I did not expect that low. <laughs> um, well, see, we have to keep saying it, but it's still not a bad score in the grand scheme no, of things. No, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Um, well, mine was an 84. Um, I gave mine a lot of points just for being Smash Bros. Um, but I did dock a lot of points for the physics and things of that nature. But also the gameplay elements of, like, you know, multiplayer, co-op, things of that, and then all the different game modes. While that is kind of goes into content a little bit, I think those things were done well. They added a lot of good gameplay elements to the game, and I think it deserves the score that I gave it. So I believe I could justify my 84. Yeah, and I think I can justify my 70. I I definitely docked a lot of points for what I saw to be needless nerfs to... uh, to most of the competitive, but also the casual experience. Yeah, um, you will you will see my content score uh, benefits a lot from all the well content that you kind of spoke about a few seconds ago. So incoming one hundred, <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Right. Well, moving on to uh, everyone's favorite section: aesthetics, aesthetics, and visuals. So, Pete Boy, why don't you hit us up with those young visual stuff? Sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with a a complaint that I don't have personally, but I've seen it a lot on the internet. I've seen a bunch of people say that the game looks a little too realistic, like they went for a more realistic feeling with the colors and the textures and things like that. Like I've heard some people say, "Oh, like Mario's outfit is very dull because they made it look like actual denim." I I just never felt that way. I felt that it's okay for this game to look a little bit darker and more realistic because they were, you know, having fun with the new Wii capabilities. And it also helps differentiate it from the past Smash games and also, as it turns out, from the future Smash games. Right. It's a personal complaint <laughs> that some people have that I've just never shared, but I just wanted to mention it to see what you think. Yeah, I think I've, I haven't heard too much of that complaint, but um, I definitely agree. I really like the realistic, you know, kind of look to it. And, and I have always thought that it looks looks more real than most Smash games, but it also kind of reminds me a little bit of Twilight Princess. I don't know, like, aesthetically, it kind of feels like Twilight Princess, and I don't know why, especially since, you know, Link looks like Twilight Princess Link, but it's just kind of always, like, I kind of view it as a Twilight Princess Smash Bros, if that makes sense. (laughs) It's kind of weird how I, I view it aesthetically, but 
I, I really dig it. I think it's really good. I think everything they did aesthetically is amazing. I would even go as far to say as visually, it is either my favorite or my second favorite um, visually in terms of like what they've done and the graphics and things of that nature. Like all the animations that they do, um, all the characters and every, the way everything looks, the colors, I think it's all good, to be honest. You know, I've never really thought about which Smash game has my favorite visuals. I can say that uh, 64 has some of my least favorite because it's on the <laughs> Nintendo 64, unfortunately. Uh, it's got a lot of nostalgic appeal, though, I will say that. Yeah. Um, I may think about that later, because that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the wide variety of visuals that you get in the stages, especially. You have the uh, the aforementioned Fire Emblem level, Castle Siege, which is, you know, super. they want super realistic, detailed graphics, very epic feeling. But then you also have the the eight bit levels like the Donkey Kong level, um, and then you have even stages like Electroplankton, which are very colorful and abstract, um, and just very striking visually. So I think it's really cool that they, um, you know, Melee and even sixty four kind of did this as well. But they really do try to capture the full gamut right. of like Nintendo series and eras and things like that, and that's really admirable. Yeah, you could tell a lot of heart and soul went into creating the visuals and even the. The audio once we get to that section, but like a lot of a lot of effort was put into the aesthetics of this game, and uh, it's something I can admire and appreciate. Kudos, I gotta say. Yeah, even the even the menus are interesting and different than what they did before, and now now the the menu style of it kind of being like, you know, not just an up and down menu, but you press the stick in all different directions to go where you need to go. Yeah, uh, that that's stuck through the the Smash games, and that's even something you can see in. Uh, and other games that Sakurai has developed, like Kirby games. The the common story that I've heard is that his wife is actually the one who designed the menu for, I don't know if it was this game, or I guess Kirby Air Ride obviously came first because that's a GameCube game. Um, but I think she designed the menu for that, and then that sort of inspired the menu for this game and all the other Smash games afterwards. Uh, fact checkers might have to check me on that, Damn. but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That's a really cool fact. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Mrs. Sakurai. <laughs> There we go, Mrs. Sakurai. Well, cool. Yeah, yeah. It is. You mentioned the menus. I kind of forgotten about that, but the menus were pretty cool, and I didn't even think about it. But navigation is a lot different, especially nowadays. I I feel like maybe the navigation is a little bit too complicated nowadays. Yeah, and I don't want to go too much into that game, but um, it did set a precedent. And to your point, is what you were saying, and uh, yeah, I agree. That was that was really cool. Visual effects, I think, were done pretty well, especially from like Melee to Brawl. I think they were done a lot better. I think animations look a lot crisper. Um, Kirby's up throw still cool. Um, <laughs> that, Amen, that remains the coolest throw in the game. There's more taunts now, right? Yeah, there are three taunts instead of one for maximum disrespectage. Yes. So that was a really cool addition they made. I know there's like little details here and there that we could probably talk about all day, but I think the general gist of it is it's a really nice upgrade from Melee. I did want to point out that it's probably not as big of a jump from Melee to Brawl, visually, I'd say, than, than um, 64 to Melee was. Oh, absolutely not <laughs> as big of a jump. Because <laughs> I always think about 64, and then I think about Melee, I'm like, holy, holy shit, how did they get from... <laughs> There to there, like point A to point B there, because it was like, man, such a huge upgrade. But yeah, um, still, still impressive, and uh, I definitely think it, it gives a lot of points for me. We also got to talk about 
subspace emissary and its big dang old cutscenes. Oh yes, the cutscenes. They have a lot of they have a lot of cutscenes, and I I personally love them. I think they're great. Yeah, I think everybody loves them. Like when anybody mentions Brawl, the first thing I think anybody thinks of is subspace emissary. Like yeah. That mode is so spectacular and purely because of the cutscenes. Um, something you've never seen from the Nintendo universe before. Like all of these characters interacting, and then like to see them in that kind of like representation. Like it's it's done really well. I like. I wish they'd make a Smash Bros. movie because <laughs> that that just shows how well it would have done. Yeah, and and that you can definitely tell they spent time and effort. Channeling each character's personality traits through yes. their through their actions because there's no dialogue; it's all no. you know, like gestures and grunts and whatever. And they they do a, a beautiful job of you know comparing Link with Kirby with Mario. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just great to see that. Um, yeah, it, it make it makes sense that the here's a fun fact: the longest piece of fiction ever written is a Smash Brothers Brawl fan fiction. Wow, I did not know it's, that. It's like some absolutely absurd number of words. Um, I, I want the fact checkers to go check that fact so that they can then start reading this fan fiction. I read like a <laughs> chapter of it. But that makes sense, though, because there are so many different directions you can take with that kind of fan fiction, right? You can, you can take like, oh, yeah. each character and go off on their own stories and have them intermingle in different ways. And uh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and uh, on the topic of subspace, they definitely took the opportunity to introduce a bunch of new enemies and creatures that are exclusive to this game and some of them are uh, very interesting looking. <laughs> I definitely put like air quotes around that, but I I like them. I like how weird they went with some of these enemies cuz I mean it's it's Smash Brothers. It's not like, you know, some super serious tale of trials and tribulations. You know, it's Smash Brothers and so they like they have enemies of course from Mario games and uh I think mostly Mario. I think other series as well, but there's a lot of original enemies that have, you know, there's like clouds with a battery pack on them. When when you attack them, they turn into storm clouds. They get angry, you know, like there's an enemy that's like, it's basically two giant scythes on a ball, but the ball has like a baby carriage aesthetic to it. It's very weird. Yeah. It's just fun. Like they obviously just like went balls to the wall on this and had a great time. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, I would say that it kind of gives the, the feel to the game really like, Subspace, it like makes kind of brawl what it is. Like you know, brawl has its own aspects, but I feel like it just only enhanced like the look and feel of it. Like it just made everything feel like more like a universe and a world that all these characters were in. And I think this is the game that really it gave it gave this a story mode, basically. Not to go too much into content again, but um, yeah, I mean that's what it is, and. Smash Bros. had never seen that before, and it never will see that again, honestly, until the Switch mode, but it wasn't as good as this. I mean, this was... I, I, I know Sakurai has his reasons for not doing that, but I can just say everybody wants this mode back, so maybe one day. Um, you know, they can't implement a thousand characters forever, so maybe they'll get back to the story, and maybe they'll bring back subspace, but uh, one can dream. I think it's about time for us to... Uh move on to audio, but I do want to say one quick thing is that I've, I've said this before in, uh, in conversation, but I'm going to go on record saying that I would maybe not for $60, but I would buy a standalone like smash brothers story mode game. That's, that's the subspace emissary level of quality. I'd pay, I would do that. I'd pay a hundred. 
I don't even care. Oh, damn. <laughs> I don't even care. Damn. Online, story mode, MMORPG, Smash Bros. Give it to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, moving on. Uh, well, actually, we have to give our scores. What am I doing? We do. So I'll give my score, and I'll say that I gave it a 94. Damn, buddy, I gave it a 95. Nice. We're, we're really close on that one. I like it. Cool. Moving on to audio. Um, this game looks and sounds great. Um, the soundtrack is amazing. You know, oh, yo, that I'm sure you've probably already heard at the beginning of this episode. But um, <laughs> yeah, the sounds are great. I think this is the best sounding Smash Bros. game, actually. Um, I can say that confidently because the later ones, I, I, I kind of like the way that the, the moves hit and sound better in this one. It, it's funny how like this game, its sound effects really kind of what make, not really make the game, but it, it gives more flavor to the game. Like I never noticed it from like, you know, 64 to Melee to Brawl, but from Brawl to Smash 4 to Ultimate, I really noticed the way it's like the differences in the sounds. And um, I really think they peaked at Brawl. And, uh, yeah, I think it all sounds great. See, I find that interesting because I, I personally feel that Melee has my favorite sound effects. I think it's like a good balance between the cartooniness of the N64 Smash sound effects and the realism of this game's sound effects. Because for me, these just feel a little too, like, a little too quiet, a little too slappy, kind of, for lack of a better word. Um, I didn't really take off points for that because I think that's like such a personal preference. And in the grand scheme yeah. of things, I think it's kind of a small detail. Right. Um, but that's interesting that you and I have a different perspective on that. For sure. Um, I do agree, though, that the the sound effects definitely are a big part of the the identity of each Smash game, whether you consciously notice them or, or not. Right. I uh, I want to shout out the musicians yeah. on this game um, more than anyone else because musicians are the best. <laughs> The music effort for this game was incredible. Um, I looked it up over 250 songs, which nowadays, not quite as impressive, but this was unprecedented. Yeah, it really then. was. Like, I think, I think someone from one of the companies that was involved in this game, because a game like this takes multiple companies, um, one of them said like this was the biggest music effort in a video game ever up until this point. And uh, I, I would believe it. Not only are there 250 songs, but... A lot of them, probably even the majority of them, are uh, like remixed, reworked, reorchestrated versions of classic video game soundtracks. Not just classic ones like the ones we all know and love, but also some more obscure ones that they th- threw in there, like just because they love those franchises and they wanted to represent them somehow. Right. And and it took, from what I read, a team of thirty-eight individuals Jeez. to to make all this music happen. And that probably, I'm not even sure that that counts. Like the musicians and the orchestras and stuff. It probably just includes like the producers and the arrangers and all that. So shout outs to everyone involved who made the music as epic and as, um, what's the best way to say this? Like as much of a love letter as it is. Right. You know what I mean? Ooh, Ooh. (laughs) But yeah, no, that's, that's actually incredible. I didn't know all of that, but it makes sense. Like there, there is a lot. and, And once again, going from game to game, you know, 64 to melee, you know, there's definitely an increase in terms of like the number of sounds, but nothing like what they did from melee to brawl. Like they, like you said, they remixed and reorchestrated a lot of the songs that we know and love from each franchise, and that's what makes this game so special uh, in terms of like audio and things like that. Um, not just the sound effects, uh, whether you like them or not, it's personal preference. Um, but 
man, they put a lot of effort into that. And so you can clearly see it. It sounds good. A lot of people might even have, actually, I know a lot of people have like brawl music on their, back in the day was the iPod and things like that. I know Ryan's got it on his iPod. Um, it's just, it's, it's incredible what they did with this game. Yeah. And I think one of the coolest parts is how each stage in the game has like five to ten, possibly even more uh, soundtracks associated with it. And you can use the menu called My Music to change with very fine detail the probability of each track to appear when you play that level. It's just so incredible that they gave you that much control over the music. And that's also like how they managed to fit all this music into the game is because each stage has like ten different tracks that could potentially play on it, you know. Also, this is a measure of how epic the game was when it was released. This is the first Smash Brothers game to have a main theme with lyrics in it. And the lyrics are like sung by this epic choir in Latin. Yeah. Like that's awesome, <laughs> dude. Like wh- who is expecting that? No, nobody. And it made it sound so much better. You're like, "Oh, hell yeah. Like I want to play some brawl." <laughs> like it, it made you get ready to battle and like every time you heard that, like your your ears perk up. You're like, "Brawl? <gasps> brawl? Where is it? Brawl? <laughs> brawl?" <laughs> but yeah, um, no. The the main theme is is amazing. I love the main theme. Yeah, could it possibly be the best Smash Bros. main theme? That is a that is a hard one. I yeah. was thinking about that. To, I always forget what Smash Four's theme sounds like because I never really <laughs> play that game very much. I know, like when I hear it, I recognize it, but I, I can never think of it from memory. It must not be that mis- substantial. But to to be fair, that's because we didn't play Smash Four a lot. Um, for other reasons than the audio. But it's neither here or there. Uh, the point is that it's done really well. Uh, I, I'm interested to... So you, what do you think about the sound effects? You, t- you said that you didn't like them as much as Melee, but what do you think about sound effects in general? I think they're good, yeah. Um, I don't think they're great. I think they could have been done better. But I think I see what they were trying to do, and I, I can appreciate it. I... I think it's mainly personal preference that I just yeah. prefer like the the kind of meteor like of melee you know? <laughs> right yeah I, one thing I want to say like the character voices like in this game I thought were a lot better than than most because Kirby sounds not like a baby um, <laughs> Kirby sounds like a you know like he's ready to kick some ass you know he's I, I might be biased because of Kirby but but Kirby sounds the best in this game out of all the games for sure. And Kirby's the most fun to play in this game. And my main was Kirby for a while, so I have a lot of bias surrounding that, perhaps. But I feel like you know, even when I'm playing PM, like the, the sounds of the game just sound so much better. Um, and obviously, PM and Brawl use the same sounds. But since I play PM a lot more than I play Brawl, um, it still gives me that same feel of Brawl. So I still experience those sounds, and I think I'd prefer them over the other games. But again, like you said, it comes up comes down to preference. But I found them to be really good, especially the character voices. Last thing I want to say about audio is, hands off my bread. Hands off my bread. That's a good one. Uh, what's what's another one that he says? No, it's Sonic. You're too slow. You're too slow. Yeah, there's a lot of good uh, quotes. Ike out there saying, I fight for my friends. <laughs> How noble. I wish we'd all fight for our friends. Yeah. But sadly, this section has come to an end. So, Peter, what did you give the audio rating? 
In a Peter Williams first, I gave it a 99. A 99? Dang. It subtracted one point for the sound effects not being, in my opinion, as good as they could Let's have been. Let's go. This is record-breaking. You guys don't even know. Like This is... I mean, you guys probably do know because you've listened to the podcast, but this is... I can't believe it. You didn't do 100 or 95 or anything divisible by 5? This is... Ah, son. This is an incredible moment. It's a symbolic gesture because Brawl deserves a symbolic gesture. You know what? That's right. And... On that end, I gave it a 98. So we're really, really close. I almost wish I had rated it a 99 just so that we'd have the same score and that wasn't divisible by five. Right. But alas, I cannot ruin the integrity of our ratings. So therefore, I'm sticking with my rating. Moving on to the content and the last section of our ratings. um, I'll just start by saying, wow. I mean... Wow. Wow. <laughs> this game has got a lot of freaking content in it. Like, whether it be from the game, we've, we've talked about it a lot just to get to this point, and you, we've already alluded to how much content was in the game. But yeah, from all the game modes, from all the different items they added, uh, different things they did with the stages, the new stages they added, all the different songs, the effort they put into the songs. I mean, this game has a lot of content. And if that wasn't enough, you have Subspace Emissary, which could almost be a game in and of itself. Um, and so it's just a massive, it's, it has the most amount of content out of any Smash game. I could, could easily say that. Um, so, yeah. wow. Don't forget, don't forget the stage builder, which, oh, shit, I, stage builder. which I enjoyed. I enjoyed the heck out of the stage builder when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, strange enough with, with ultimate, I'm, I've not been as hyped, but with, uh, with, with brawl, I was, I was in there. I was creating pieces of architectural genius. And replay mode, too. You could finally save replays of you kicking your friend's ass. You're like, yeah, remember that one time I beat you? And they could no longer say, no, you didn't beat me because you have it in video proof. You can make everybody watch it again. (laughs) You have no proof. Delete the VOD. Delete the VOD. I'm not going to let you because it's my Wii. We're talking 40 characters in total. That's if you include uh, like Zelda and Sheik as separate and Pokemon Trainer, Pokemon as separate. That's... uh, that's several more characters than the 26 from Melee, so that's a big increase. Got some, we got Sonic and we got Snake, which was hmm. almost unthinkable <laughs> yeah. back in the day. Yeah, it was something. I, that's the only thing about it, though, is I've never thought Snake fit in this game. And I'm, I'm a little bit sna- sad that he's you know stayed, but it's fine, it's fine. I think a lot of people are more happy than, than I am sad, or than there are people that are sad, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I say I say just throw them in there, man. True. Um, I do want to shout out also a bunch of the other content that includes the trophies, yes, uh, which are carryover from Melee. The stickers, which are new to this game, and the stickers are also a great way to shout out all these other smaller franchises. Like you collect stickers and you look at them and you're like, I've never heard of this game, but this is a cool little sticker. And it's like it's a small thing, you know. It's a small little again love letter really to these other games that we might not always think of and remember. You got the Chronicle, which was like this big list of Nintendo games for the various consoles over the years, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you're not going to spend 10 minutes there, but it's a neat touch. And uh, the Masterpieces section, which was demos of virtual console games. Like, wow, they included that in Brawl? Holy cannoli, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, way to, way, way, to, way to promote your virtual console by including these, like, two to five minute demos of games. Like, that's really cool. Like, yeah. again, that's, I'm, I'm not going to go back there all the time, but you have to 
you have to give him props for the effort. Yeah, really. Just can't say it enough. The amount of effort and time and and love mwah, they put into this game mwah. is just incredible. I don't I don't even know what else to say. Like I feel like we we said it all, but we can't explain it all because there's just, you, if you haven't played this game, go play it because you could spend hours doing it and you can have a lot of fun with your friends and family. But I don't know many people who haven't played Smash Bros. To be honest, my only negative points on the content, and these are these are slight negatives, so don't worry. I was kind of bummed that they downsized the target test <laughs> to where instead of oh, seems like struck a nerve. <laughs> where uh, <laughs> instead of each character having their own, they have five generic target tests that are different difficulties, and so you can challenge uh, each of those five with any character. Um, and then also the event matches, which were one of my favorite single-player elements from Melee, probably my favorite single-player element. Uh, those have been sort of... I don't know if there's like fewer of them. I think there are fewer of them, but they just didn't seem quite as fun to me when I played them back in the day. Yeah. Um, but if those two drawbacks are necessary for us to get Subspace Emissary, do that every day of the week. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't give a damn. Yeah. I, you're right. They did kind of hold back on those aspects. Um especially the event matches, because event matches were kind of what gave the extra content to Melee, right? It, it made there a lot more to do in Melee. Well, there's also All-Star mode and other things like that, but event matches were really cool. And, they, and I agree with you, the ones the event matches in this one were maybe not as much love was put into that, but yeah, slight, slight criticism there. Um, well, uh, I don't really have anything else to add, if I'm being honest. I don't either, man. I just have kind of a wrap-up statement, which is that the whole game, but specifically the content, was really like... It's hard for me to put my my admiration into words, really. Yeah. But this game is an immense and beautiful celebration of all things Nintendo. And I think this game just came out at such a great time, and I think it just really captured the Smash Brothers spirit, possibly better than any Smash game ever has. Yeah. It's kind of... It's kind of weird to rank a category where where a game does almost everything right. It's kind of like hard to talk about it, right? Because it's kind of like, <laughs> well, they pretty much did everything right, so no complaints here. Uh, they did this well, this well, and this well. Um, I don't really have much to say other than this one random specific thing, right? That's kind of how we're ranking this content. So, I mean, obviously, you know, the score is going to be really good, but but damn, yeah, good job, Nintendo. This was yeah. the best content contented <laughs> Smash Bros you came out with. What they did right is they, they made a lot of content that you know pays homage to all these franchises and gives you lots of ways to enjoy the game uh, with your friends competitively or cooperatively. You know, power to the player. That's what they did right. As Nintendo characters, like franchises that you know and love, that's what makes Smash Bros so special is that you could take Pikachu. Everybody knows Pikachu. And you can take him into a fight and be like, yeah, I'm going to beat your Mario, because everybody knows Mario, with my Pikachu, because I think Pikachu's stronger and a better character and cooler. And the other guy's like, no, you're not. No, he's not. So then that's when the, the chaos ensues, and that's when you get trapped into this game, and then you just fall in love with it and become a competitive player. And then, like, ten years later, you're like, damn. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... I'll give my ratings for it. Um, actually, why don't you go ahead and give yours? You know I'm about to hit you with that. 99. 99. Damn. You got two. 
two of them. Damn, that's cool. Well, actually, I gave it a 99, so we're right on point. <laughs> I like how you said my rating is cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. We try to give cool ratings here on the Interstate Gamers podcast. <laughs> yeah, we try. Um, but anyway, so we'll go and do some number crunching. I'm interested to see where this will rank, but uh, we'll be right back after these few messages from our sponsors. We lied. There were no messages from sponsors. <laughs> so we're sorry. We try not to lie on the Interstate Gamers podcast, but sometimes it can't be helped. It can't be helped. We have done the number crunching. Uh, as is tradition, I will grab my sheet of paper. You probably heard that noise just now. <laughs> I'm grabbing my, my analog physical sheet of paper. That's how you know it's um, real. <laughs> that's how you know that it's real. Uh, my gameplay score was a 70. Visuals was a 95. Audio was a 99. Those two together give an aesthetics score of 97. Nice round number there. Um, and my content gave it a 99, which brings my Peter score to an 88.7. Nice, nice. I um, My gameplay score was an 84. Um, visuals is a 94. And audio was a 98, which gave my, or made my aesthetics score to be a 96 and then my content was a 99 bringing my overall score to a 93 which makes our ig score for the game a 90.8 yeah wow wow so it's ranked 12th out of 33 games but there is a very it's in like a very narrow margin of like a slew of games so like Super Mario Galaxy 2 is a 90.9, and it's one above it, so it's 0.1 better <laughs> than Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Conversely, Brawl is 0.1 points better than Cave Story. So it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of games where it's not even a whole point better or a whole point worse. Yeah, you know, things are getting tight up in that 90 range. Uh, we, we rank a lot of good games here on the IG cast, as you well know by this point. So there's a lot of competition for that coveted uh, 12th spot or 13th spot, whichever one this was. It's interesting because the game excels so much in pretty much every category except for gameplay. Yeah. I mean, if you, look at, if you look at my scores in particular, you got 70 and then a whole bunch of high 90s. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> kind of unfortunate, but I was, I was just being honest with myself. And, uh, right. What could have been if the gameplay was more like Melee? Hmm. Hmm. What could have been? If only. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as, as Kevin said earlier, if you are a Smash fan and somehow have not managed to play this game, I suggest you try it out, especially the Subspace Emissary. such a great adventure mode. This is definitely, I think, a landmark Smash Brothers title and probably will remain so until the heat death of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Until then. Um, but yeah, we should start rating more uh, shitty games. Yeah, like this one? Yeah. Ooh, oof. <laughs> I lied again. I, kind of spoilers, I don't think we, we put in too many uh, lesser games because we, we, a lot of our fans uh, were crying for some, uh, some games that we have yet to rank, and I'm not going to spoil them yet, but um, there's some good games coming on the way. So I'm excited to rank those too. Um, it's just... It's interesting. We we do need to throw in some some worse games, I think, at some point. Yeah. But the rankings are what they are. Um, everything's better than Chopper Attack. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Want a party tonight? Want a party tonight? 
Um, well, thanks for listening and tuning into this episode. As you know, we appreciate anybody who supports us and uh, just really just all of you guys. And uh, you keep us going. With that, I'd like to shout out our patrons. Mallory Sutton. Ryan Everett re- renewed his subscription. Heck yeah. And Simon Webb, tried and true, my boy. Executive producer. Executive producer. Keeping, keeping it strong. Um, but yeah, thanks to all of our supporters. And if you would like to support us, um, we will graciously accept your money. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> that use we it, will. and use it to, um, to, to, to buy more games so that we can rate more stuff and keep, really keep our uh, website up and running and things of that nature. So we do have some operating costs that we need help covering. And it's not required, but it definitely helps. So if you've, you're feeling generous, help the IG boys out and uh, hit us with that, that pledge. You know, Valentine's Day is around the corner, so if, uh, Ooh. you know, Kevin is happily married, but I am not. So if you want to buy my love with some money, this would be a great way to do that. One less cheeseburger is all it takes to prove your love to deal for real <laughs> per month. One less cheeseburger. And, and makes you healthier. That's true. What also makes you healthy, because this nourishes your social bones, is uh, going to twitter.com slash the IG underscore cast. Uh, underscore is not a word, it's rather that little line symbol, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin tweets sometimes, if you want to keep up with our <laughs> happenings and uh, Kevin's opinions. Not really mine, because I don't do social media very much. You can go there. And check out the website yes. that Kevin oh coded my lovingly with his own bare hands and metal plastic computer. Uh, the IGcast.com. You can see all of our ratings there. You can see, I mean, mostly the ratings, but you can also see some of our, some of the people in our network, some of the people we like to shout out and people that we're, we're happy to call part of the, the greater IG fam. Yeah. We shout them out there too. For sure. So definitely go check that out. You owe it to yourself and to me and Kevin. Yeah. It's really hard to develop with bare hands. So please. <laughs> and the site's really cool. Like you said, um, you could view all the stats, the breakdowns of every game. I find it to be really cool to look at just to kind of admire and see how the games compare to each other. It's really cool. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, Once again, thanks for tuning in, and uh, love you too, guys. Love you too. Bye-bye.